Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning and welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. I trust your day has started well, whether you're at New South Wales or further afield listening on the Sky Sport Radio app. Good to have your company. Harness racing over the weekend. We were back in town at Menangle after much of the focus for the last month for the New South Wales horses had been on what was going on up in Queensland. And one of my favourite stories of the weekend was the emergence of Ash Hart as a winning trainer. Not just a winning trainer, but the winner of the feature race out of Menangle on Saturday night. That was the Club Menangle Winter Championship Final. It was a Group 3. Now, Ash is well known as a driver of horses, and also she is the sister of Cameron Hart, who's our champion driver in New South Wales. But training horses is relatively new to her, and she trained to find to win the big Group 3. Ash, good morning. Congratulations. And that must have been quite a buzz to be there with the family for your first training success to be on your home track and to be at Group 3 level. Hey, Mick, thank you very much. Yeah, it was a huge thrill to me. Everyone knows it's, you know, it's hard to train uh, one winner, but to do it at Group 3 level was just a huge thrill for me. All right. Uh, do you prefer Ash or Ashley, by the way? I better get this right. Yeah, probably Ash. We'll go with Ash. <laughs> okay, we'll go with Ash. Now, for those people who are listening to this, Ash, who are, are Gallops followers or Greyhound followers or don't know much about you, um, obviously you're quite young to be training horses, so you've been driving for a while. How old are you and when did you actually start training? Uh, yeah, I'm 25 years old. So, yeah, relatively young, but uh, I've probably only had my trainer's licence for, you know, just a little over 12 months, but I actually hadn't had any horses in my name until the last five or six weeks since uh, Uncle Trev sent to flying up. Okay, Uncle Trev is Trevor White, who trained Defiant to win the state championships at Group 1 level about six weeks ago. How come Uncle Trev was good enough to send you a Group 1 winner? Uh, yeah, just uh, was struggling a little bit down at home in the Riverina to find races for him since he was up in grade after winning the Group 1 race. So he decided to uh, send him up to Sydney to me and you know have a crack at the Saturday night racing. And yeah, all the credit goes to Trevor. He's just done such a terrific job with this horse. Okay, so the horse comes out. He, he won the final from Barrier 1 about six weeks ago, and he's come out this time, and also similar type of drive from Cameron. Positions beautifully behind the right sort of horses, gets the gap at the top of the straight. I know brothers and sisters don't like showering each other with praise all the time because it's more fun to give each other a hard time, but it must be pretty handy having Cameron Hart as your brother. Uh, no, it definitely is. I'm so proud of Cam. He's, you know, he's done so well, and... Just to see him driving at the top level now is something that I don't think any of us could have imagined. So, yeah, I um, can't credit him enough. I'm just so proud of him. But you also have had success on the track as a driver. You may not know the answer to this question, but how many winners did you drive or have you driven so far? Uh, I think I've driven about 80 winners um, so far in my career, but um, I'm actually working with a thoroughbred stable, a pre-training stable at the moment, so I'm probably not driving quite as much as what I used to, um, but that also allows me time to focus on the training side of things now. 
Okay, have you got the training bug after the rush of being there on Saturday night and, and gearing up a, a Group 3 winner? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, no, it was a, a huge thrill and it's probably something I've always wanted to do. I uh, left school when I was 18 and I completed Year 12 and went and worked full-time for Trev um, for almost two years and that's when I sort of decided to make the move to Sydney and um, worked for a few different trainers because I always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to train horses. I wasn't really focused on the driving side of things. Uh, that was always sort of Ken's thing and I was always, always wanted to train. So, yeah, it's just been a massive thrill to get a horse of this kind of quality as my first horse to train. All right, Ash, what do you do now? Because you mentioned you're working for a thoroughbred pre-training operation. I, I presume you're riding there or you're, you're training the gallopers. So what do you plan to do with the harness racing training aspect of your career? Yeah, I'm happy just, um, you know, focusing on, you know, Defiant that I have now. And, you know, if um, something more comes from it, well, that's great. But at the moment, I'm just happy to be racing him on a Saturday night and just, you know, in, enjoying it and, and letting it all sink in at the moment. You mentioned the galloping factor, and obviously the thoroughbred code is enormous in New South Wales with incredible opportunities. Are you a harness racing girl through and through? Is that where you see your future lying? Or like some of our trainers we speak to, would you like to dabble in both codes at the same time? I'm probably just harness racing through and through uh, for my future um, as a trainer. I'm really enjoying the thoroughbreds at the moment. Um, But yeah, I've sort of caught the harness racing bug from a very young age and I think mum and dad will tell you that I was only probably three or four when I started begging them for my first pony and uh, yeah that's yeah harness racing is my main focus. What's the greatest difference uh, between for those people who don't spend a lot of time around horses Ash between dealing with the gallopers and dealing with the standard breeds? Yeah, the uh, thoroughbreds are obviously a lot more highly strung and a, a little bit harder to handle. Um, it, it's been a real eye-opener, actually, um, going and working there and just seeing the difference between the two breeds of horses. Um, yeah, the standard breeds probably um, cop a lot more work and, yeah, just the difference in how you can work them is completely different. So it's been great to learn about the thoroughbreds. It is a bit of a shock, isn't it, when you start working with the thoroughbreds and people say to you, well, I'm going to work it today, and it, it runs six or 800 metres and then doesn't do anything for three days. It's, um, it, it's quite jarring when you're used to seeing harness horses jogging 40 minutes a day and sometimes working two heats. It's, um, you think they're horses, but they're almost totally different breeds. Yeah, they are. It's um, crazy, really, the, yeah, the difference in what they can cop and what they can't cop, but... Yeah, like I said, it's been a great opportunity to come and work with the thoroughbreds as well and just see how they operate things. What about Defiant? It's only a four-year-old horse. It's now on a Group 3 and a Group 1. I take it the Breeders' Challenge here in New South Wales would be some sort of ultimate aim? Yeah, definitely. I haven't really spoke to Trevor about it yet, but yeah, like you see, he's only a four-year-old, so I'm assuming that he'll aim him up for the Breeders' Challenge. But in the meantime... um. You know, we'll just look at the program and he'll probably have yeah, a few more runs at Menangle on a Saturday night. You mentioned your family earlier on. Um, your dad, I think, is, is a track manager up there in Riverina. Is that correct? He's the uh, head curator at the Wagga Gallops track at the MTC. So he's uh, doing a great job there. 
He's, um, I know him and your mum and dad are both very proud of what you and Cam can achieve. Your dad's contacted me a couple of times about Cam and he, he loves hearing him on the radio. So it must have been really special to do that on Saturday night. Cam was obviously in the sulky, but you were in the grandstand with your parents and to have that sort of support must have been really cool. Yeah, it was it was great having mum and dad there and obviously, yeah, my, my little brother driving in just topped it off that mum and dad have always been so supportive in whatever Cam and I have chose to do so we couldn't have gotten to where we are without mum and dad and, and just my whole family to be honest. Okay, so clearly you're a New South Wales girl. If I said to you at some stage in the next five years, Ash, you can win any race in Australia. Uh, I take it it might be a miracle mile being a New South Wales girl, or are you more of an Inter-Dominion fan? Uh, yeah, probably a miracle mile. Uh, you know, <laughs> both would be lovely, but uh, yeah, no, you know. If I could uh, dream of anything, winning the Miracle Mile would definitely be something, you know, you, you can't even dream of, really. Okay, I need to ask you something about your little brother, because he comes on the show once in a while, and, and we enjoy talking to him. What do you make of his moustache? Because I hadn't seen him for a while, and I saw it uh, in New Zealand in April, and I've seen it again since, and yeah, I think the jury's out. <laughs> I think he's actually gotten rid of his moustache at the moment. He, oh, yeah. Good. That's yeah. good news, Ash. That's good news. Yeah. He's tidied himself up a bit, I think. <laughs> oh, because he was looking like some sort of 1940s movie star with a moustache, and I wasn't quite yeah. sure it was right for someone his age. Yeah, I know. I think it uh, made him look a lot older. A lot of people think that he's my older brother. <laughs> so, yeah. Let, let's, go, let's go with that. Let's tell people he is your older brother, Ash, and unless he can come on and prove he's not, there's nothing he can do about it. Yeah, hey, um, exactly. Ash, it's been great to talk to you. I saw the absolute joy uh, in your face and a few of the pictures online from the other day. So congratulations on winning the Group 3 with Defiant and, and for this wonderful family thing you guys have going on. And thank you for taking the time to talk to us this morning on the radio. No, thank you very much, Mick. I really appreciate you having me on. That's Ash Hart, or Ashley Hart, and uh, she trained Defiant, her first ever winner. So the first time she's trained a winner of any type. So just to backtrack on that, had a license for a year, didn't get involved. Uncle Trev sends her a horse. First horse she's ever had to the races, wins a group three at Menangle, the big dance on a Saturday night. So it's a great story. And of course, Cameron is her younger brother um, and her mum and dad were there on track with her. So a lot of family involvement for the hearts there on Saturday night at Menangle. Uh, another guy who was at Menangle on Saturday night who would know the Hart family pretty well was, was Jack Painting. And um, Jack, you all had a success of your own, but considering you guys are um, also trainers who have to go an awfully long way to get to work when you come to Menangle on Saturday nights, I'm sure you enjoyed seeing the Hearts win a nice race the other day. Yeah, no, it was super to see Ash and Cam combined to win that race. Yeah, we've known them for a very long time, so yeah, it was good to see. Mate, you've got a pretty nice horse trained by, uh, now I'll get this right, David Kennedy's your uncle, isn't he? Yeah, that's right, Mick, yep. Okay, so you're training with David and you guys train the horses together and you brought Blazing Home, who's a two-year-old, he was unbeaten, to Menangle on Saturday night. I was tipping against him, which probably helped him, because I thought naturally gifted might be too good for him, but Jack, you went straight on by him and this is a pretty good horse. Yeah, no, he's a pretty classy little animal. Um, we picked him out of the green trial over in New Zealand, and he's done a super job since he's come over. Okay, so how did you get hold of him? Um, yeah, I sort of like to watch the trials over there and see if I can find one. We've 
sort of had a bit of luck doing it over the years and um yeah i spotted him and um we rang up and he was for sale so we yeah we got a couple of owners and yeah bought the horse okay who was training him in new zealand jack uh brent mangor Okay, so he's come across and and he's won a couple of races, uh, not in the country, but, you know, at the places away from Menango and away from some of the bigger tracks. He's won at Cobram and he's won twice at the Riverina. But then to come to Menango and win quite so convincingly, and he's a horse who looks like he's still got a few things to learn too, Jack, he he must be a pretty exciting horse for you and David. Yeah, no, um, his work at home suggested before he went to the races that he was yeah, above average. He was sort of working with the fast-class horses here at home, and as you said, he's got plenty to learn, but um, when the penny drops, I think he's, he'll um, progress into a really nice horse. Okay, so Blazing Home is New Zealand bred, so what's he eligible for in Australia? Uh, yeah, we got lucky there. That was another thing with him. He's by Rock and Roll Heaven, so he's eligible for the Vic Bread Series, so we paid him straight up for that when he got over to Australia, so that'll be his main target this year, be the Vic, uh, Vic Bread. What do you make of him? What do you what do you think he's going to turn into? Because the the two year old season, the way it is, it's a bit tricky to work out what it means when you're winning races in the middle of winter. And it's only a twenty thousand dollar race, but it was a nice field. Is he a horse who's going to step into Group One level, Jack, or is he a horse who, because he's not overly huge, might actually be a better Derby horse next season? Um, yeah, I, I think he. Um, it's like as as I said before, his work at home is suggested he's probably gonna be a derby horse but he's um he's so quick and he's he's really um like he's a good doer nothing sort of knocks him around so this year um the big bread will be his main target but i think he will progress into a derby horse next year for sure jack we've seen you at menangle a few times over the last six months but it's not easy to, to bring a horse all the way um from out where you guys train into menangle and have some success just tell those people who at home don't follow the harness quite as closely um What's a round trip for you guys? Do you do it all on the same day, or do you come down the day before? How does travelling from, from where you guys are based work for Menango on a Saturday night? Yeah, so it's a 12-hour round trip for us. Um, we um, took him up the night before, just being a two-year-old. We just didn't want him travelling up the same day, because it's, yeah, it's a fair trip for him. So we took him up the night before and stayed at Jared Alton's, and um, yeah, he just had the day to relax there Saturday before his race, and then we, yeah, we brought him straight home Saturday night, so it was a Long trip home, but um, yeah, it was a good trip home with the winner on board. Is that a case that because it is such a long trip, when yours and David's horses turn up at Menangle, it means you've got to have them pretty right? Because I, I'm picking it's not somewhere you go for a, a prep run. Yeah, no, definitely not. We um, we only like to travel them if we think they can win. So yeah, when they're when they're there, they're there to win for sure. Mate, you've had some huge stats over the last couple of years, driving predominantly at Wagga and, and around that sort of region. Um, how many wins have you up to now, Jack? Um, I ticked over 600 about a week ago, I think. So, yeah, six, about Congratulations. Six months, I think. Yeah, no, thanks, mate. Um, have you got a horse for us to follow? Because we don't let people come on the show unless they have a horse for us to try and back in the future. We didn't ask Ash Hart because she's only got one horse, so there was no point. But you've got more horses than one. What's the next winner out of the Kennedy painting team? Um, we tried a two-year-old filly last Friday called Selective Memory. She's a nicely bred filly. She um, trialled up nicely last week. So I think when um, she starts, probably on Friday at Wagga in her maiden or a two-year-old, I think she'll be pretty hard to beat off a trial. Okay, that's this Friday, the regular meeting on Friday? Yeah, mate, yep. 
Jack, we appreciate your time, mate. I know it's um it's been a long weekend when you've had to be going six hours there, six hours back, and driving and everything else involved, but you've done yourself proud. We're looking forward to seeing more of Blazing Home and Selective Memory is the horse we're talking about for this Friday. Is that correct? Yeah, that's it, mate. Good on you, mate. You're doing a great job. Congratulations on the 600, and 600 plus is now. No, thanks, Mick. Thanks for your time. Jack's, Jack Painting, or they call him Jackson, was Jack Jack Painting, everybody calls him, um, his uncle David Kennedy, and he more or less trained together up there in the Riverina, and yep, Blazing Home is four from four. Now that's not an easy thing to pull off, four from four with a juvenile pace up, particularly, as you heard, six hours there and back, it's a hell of a haul, and therefore the horse has to trap up the day before, so just having that one $20,000 race uh, is no small deal. Good horse, though. Smart horse. And we look forward to seeing how he progresses into the Vic Bread series later in the year. Racing today in New South Wales, there's only the one harness meeting. It starts at just after 3 o'clock, and it is at Newcastle. Josh Gallagher is going to head there, and, of course, the Inter-Dominion successful winning driver has a nice enough book of drives. Good morning, Josh. Thanks for joining us, mate. Hey, thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me on. Mate, we've been asking people how many winners I've had today. Ash Hart's about 80. You just heard that Jack Painting's up to 600. Um, what are you up to? Um, yeah, I, I think I'm about 20 away from 400, so, yeah, just moving along on a nice, good rate. So, yeah. Well, mate, you've got the big one next to your name, the ID, so that's pretty nice. Just on, on the Inter-Dominion, where has Bonsell Benjamin got to? Um, I, think, I think he went back down to Shepparton to... Um, Steve Duffy, he's worked him up and had a couple of starts down there. Um, I'm not, not too sure what his plans are with him, but um, yeah, he's just racing around Melbourne at the current time. All right, let's talk about Newey today. The first race there goes just after one o'clock, mate. You're on a horse called North Canam, and it's got absolutely no form to talk about, but Josh, it's in the right race. There's no form in this race. Yeah, it's... Um been a sort of bit of a pain this horse. He um, can do a little bit thing, things wrong, but um, he's had a spell and um, he's come back. He felt real good last start. Um, he just got in a bit of trouble and um, a bit of horses around him galloped in front of him and I just had to check him off. But um, he should should get a good spot here and um, the way he felt last week, he should be thereabouts. Mate, in the second on the card over the mile, goes at 1.37. Again, not a lot of strong form here. You're on Averdon, who has barrier two. That'll help. Yeah, we'll just um, try and pump out as best we can. Um, he's the sort of horse that likes to be free bowling. Um, if we can find the front and just keep rolling, um, it should be should be a good, good place chance at worst. Okay, mate, on to the sixth on the card at four o'clock, so you get a bit of time there during the day to have something to eat. You're on Hassler uh, for Darren Ray. Second line barrier draw. Um, not easy over the mile there at Newcastle. No, it's not, but um, we sort of, we come up with a good barrier. We're, we're already in the running line, and um, we just need to be close enough. Um, big shadow, he, he won a maiden a couple of weeks ago, and pretty good time and I think he won me 30 metres so um, he'll be hard to beat um, if he finds the front or if he's handy enough any, anywhere up the front Mate in the, uh, in the next of your drives coming up in race 8 you're on Stealth Bomber for Lisa McDonald and again you've got a nice enough barrier 
Yeah, um, I, d- I don't think we'll be leading this time. Um, I think we, we'll be in the chair or hopefully 1-1. One, one. Um, he got a little bit of trouble last week, but um, hopefully his manners a bit better today and um, he, can, he can put his best foot forward. And the last on the card, mate, you're on Yuko for your boss, Kiri and Morris, um, barrier two. It looks a nice enough field. One of the trickier races of the day, and, and the Morris team have two in there. They also have Please Shut Up, who's more of a Menangle type horse usually. So how do you rate Yuko? And if you don't mind us asking, how do you rate Please Shut Up as well? Um, yeah, Yuko, she um, was really good last start. Um, she ended up crossing and handed up and was behind the leader and got a good little run up the inside. And um, she was able to come away for money. So um, we'll, we'll be looking to adopt those tactics today and um, even if we hold today, I, I, I don't think there's a lot of pressure towards the outside so um, if she's in front tonight um, I think she'll be very hard to beat and um, please shut up, he got in a little bit of bother, bother last week um, galloping into the first turn so uh, Robbie will have his hands full tonight and um, yeah, just hopefully he can do everything right and um, come with one run. What's your best chance of a winner today at Newcastle, mate? Um, I'm going to have to go with Yuko in the last. So, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's not too long that I'm waiting, waiting on her all day. Mate, you mentioned there the fact that you have been working for Kiri Ann and Robbie Morris. I take it you're still there. We spoke to Kiri Ann a couple of weeks ago when she trained her 1500th winner, and she said that one of their thrills for the season was was you winning the Inter Dominion. So. Uh, you're still there? How, how long have you been there? Um, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I'm still here. and um, it's, They've been really good to me. and um, Yeah, I've sort of been there probably three years full-time, but I've always come up in the holidays and weekends and given a hand. And, um, yeah, they're family to me and can't be grateful for what they've done for me. How does it work, Josh, as um, a driver who also works in a stable? For example, if you have to head to Newcastle, or racing at one o'clock today, and therefore I presume you've got to be in the car by 10 o'clock at the latest type thing. How does that work around your work schedule? Is it a case that they're really good about letting you travel? Is it a case you've got to make up the hours somewhere else? Because I'm sure lots of people are wondering how these semi-freelance drivers manage to keep down a morning job. Yeah, no, they're um, they've been pretty good. Um, me and Robbie, we go to most meetings, so um, we travel together, and um, we're up early at it this morning, um, trying to get a few done before we had to go, and um, so we didn't have to leave uh, the rest of the staff there um, with a whole heap of work to do. So um, yeah, no, they're pretty good about if I actually go to the races, and um, yeah, they're. they're yeah, just easy to get along with, yeah. All right, so in a race like the last today, because Robbie's technically sort of your boss-in-law because he's married to the boss, um, does he give you instructions on Yuko or do you just not listen to him? Because Robbie doesn't mind a chat and he's a person who's quite good on giving advice to people. So does he give you any advice or do you just do your own thing? Uh, no, he, he's pretty good. Um, he, sort of, he, he, knows, he knows that I, I can read a race and... Um, I sort of just go out there and do my own thing. I don't really get caught up too much in in the, in the instructions of Robbie and Terry. Um, yeah, I, I just 
sort of driver how I, I see it and um, how the horse is feeling. So, um, yeah, there's less pressure and, um, yeah, we get along good. So, yeah. Mate, you're off to Menangle tomorrow. Of course, we always race on Tuesday afternoon at Menangle. Um, do you like anything you're driving on the big track on Tuesday? Yeah, I don't mind um, if I could see um, in race two. She ran third last week in 2300 and um, in the trot race and on one this week um, over a mile. I think she'll be a lot better for it. Um, yeah, she really put her best foot forward last week, so I hope she can do it again this week. Josh, you, of course, won the Inter Dominion with Bonsal Benjamin. He's a horse who, who, as you said, is not part of your life on a daily basis at the moment. What's the horse you have floating around, whether with Kerry Ann and Robbie or in your freelance career at the moment that you're looking forward to driving the most? Who, who's your your number one driver at the moment? Um, I'd, I'd have to say King Tiger for Kevin Cavanzuto. He's, um, he's been a pretty good horse. He's, I think he's won four in a row now. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he just keeps getting better and better each week. So um, I think it's crossed. He can get going up, getting that picket fence up. But um, yeah, he's, I think he'll be a good horse for years to come. Josh, it must be a pretty cool time to be emerging. Um, not that you're emerging because you won 400 races, but you know you're, you're still starting out your career in New South Wales harness racing because you do have guys like Cam Hart and Jack Callaghan and all these other youngsters around you, even Jason Grimson. It's a, it's a very young driver's room at Menangle at the moment and around the tracks in New South Wales. It must be quite cool to be coming through at that level together. Yeah, there's, there's not... Um, as you said, it's, it's very young. Um, state New South Wales, there's not like Melbourne where you got... Um, Chrissy Alford and um, the likes of his era still racing. Um, yeah, it's very roughly um, 18 to 30 at, at Benangle, so there's not many two old fellas getting around to get good advice off. But, um, yeah, there, there's plenty of hot talent in New South Wales for sure. Is there a fair bit of chat? The boys, um, I've, I know most of them pretty well now from all the years of radio work. Are they? Uh, is there a fair bit of chat out there, or is there anybody who's particularly good at giving the occasional sledge? Um, yeah, there's a couple. Robbie, Robbie gives a sledge every now and again, but um, yeah, there's, there's not too many. But um, yeah, there's, there's still a couple. Mate, we appreciate your time today. We know you get a busy morning with you and Robbie and Kerry Ann having to work horses before you head to Newcastle. Mate, um, travel safe. Hopefully you get a winner there. And, of course, with uh, Tiger T tomorrow at Menangle. Cheers, thank you. That's Josh Gallagher. Now, for those who didn't catch that, he said his best of the day for today is in the last. That's race nine at Newey. So Newey begins at 1 o'clock, first on the card there, one o three. Robbie's best of the day is race 9, Yuko. So race 9, Yuko, he's also keen on one tomorrow. It's race 2, number 1, at Menangle. So we'll just check what odds Yuko is for you, see if it's worth a bet for you on a Monday afternoon. And it's out at $4.20 and $1.75. So $4.20 and $1.75 for Yuko, his best of the day coming up at Newcastle, last on the card there 
at 5.51. Also caught up with Ash Hart, who had her first ever training success at Manangle on Saturday night. And great to get the thoughts also of Jackson Painting about the unbeaten two-year-old who's called Blazing Home, and he's tipping one at Wagga on Friday. Harness Racing Wise, with the racing around the state over the next couple of days, we have Menangle racing tomorrow, that's that's usual. We have Young racing on Tuesday night. Then on Wednesday, we'll hopefully, we usually have Bathurst on Wednesday, can't see the Bathurst fields out there for yet, but we'll be back for On The Pace on Wednesday morning. Now, Brittany Graham, who's our regular On The Pace host for Wednesdays and Thursdays, is taking a well-deserved month off after the carnival in Queensland and also working extremely hard bouncing around Australia and New Zealand over the last six months. So we'll be joining you every Wednesday and Thursday for the next month with On The Pace, still coming up at those times, and for winners on Friday. So winners on Friday. Other news coming out in the race harness racing world. Uh, Into Dominions, the... Entries for those will close next month. Now, a lot more expectation now around the potential we could see the best New Zealand horses at the Inter-Dominions. Now, here's where things would usually get tricky. The New Zealand Cup is the biggest race in New Zealand. It's run the second Tuesday in November, so a week after the Melbourne Cup. And the Inter-Dominions begins 16 days later. New Zealand Cup is on the 9th, sorry, the 10th, the Inter-Dominions begin on the 26th in Victoria. Uh, some horses may have struggled to go to both. Harness Racing New Zealand last week declared that the New Zealand Cup is going to go back to being a standing start handicap. It's already a standing start, but moving to a handicap would be significantly unusual. There's only one standing start handicap pacing race in the world, and that's the Redcliffe Cup, and even it won't be Group 1 next year. So there's only one Group 1 at the moment. Now, if the New Zealand Cup happens to go back to a handicap, self-assured, who's a horse you'll know well, winner of the race in the Auckland Cup, would be off a 20-metre handicap. His connections have indicated, if that happens, they may well scratch the New Zealand Cup and go to the Victoria Cup, which is in October, have a campaign through on October and November, and then race in the Inter-Dominions. The same applies to copy that. Copy that as last season's New Zealand Cup winner, if the New Zealand Cup goes to a standing start handicap, would be off a 10-metre handicap. His connections, trainer Ray Green, Victorian-based owner Merv Butterworth, have also said, if that happens, they will bypass the New Zealand Cup, go to Victoria, race in the Victoria Cup, the smoking up, then the Inter-Dominions. Why am I telling you this? Well, the reason I'm telling you this is that markets for all those races are open. The New Zealand Cup market has been opened, and so too is the Inter-Dominion. Now, the bookmakers have had to suspend betting on the New Zealand Cup until all this is clarified. But host club Addington has said, we don't want a handicap, so they and Harness Racing New Zealand are in discussions. But until those discussions are cleared up, which may well be today, and we may update you on this on Wednesday and on the pace, until those discussions are cleared up, the market for the biggest harness race in New Zealand, and one of the biggest harness races in the world, is suspended indefinitely and has been suspended for the last week. The other factor to this, of course, is if self-assured and copy that come to the Inter-Dominion, that will enormously change that market. 
So a lot of the feature markets for harness racing on both sides of the Tasman are in a state of limbo after the news out of New Zealand last week, which could well affect not only the Victoria Cup, but more importantly, the Inter-Dominion, which will be held in Victoria on December the 10th, being the grand final day. So a bit of big bopper news there in the harness racing world. And hopefully that'll be clarified in the next 24 or 48 hours. We're back at 10.30 on Wednesday morning, and we here on Sky Sport Radio will not only try and find you a winner, but we'll try and keep you updated on all that information. For the odds for today's Newcastle betting, go to tab.com.au, always bet responsibly, all the harness fields available on harness.org.au. We thank Ash Hart, Jackson Painting and Josh Gallagher for their time today. We'll take a break here on Sky Sport Radio. I'll be talking to you next at 10.30 on Wednesday morning.